Coming to you from Charm City, this is Cece. And this is Anthony. And I'm producer Ian. And this is Lit Pop Bang. Hey everyone, welcome back to 2019. Not yeah. back to, but I'm saying back to, but we're here. It's new. It's 2019. It's a new year. The new and year. We have a new season. We do. Um, like we did the, with our first season, we and thought we'd start the, the season off by just talking about sort of uh, what's ahead, but also a bit of a, like a retrospect on 2018. And what we did. Yeah, so looking yeah. back to what we, with the great first season we had. I feel like it was great. I right? think it was great. I mean, it was it, amazing. It surprised me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you didn't hear that. It didn't. It did not um, surprise him. And we're, then, we're always expecting great things. Yeah, and then looking forward to the cool stuff we have coming forward as well. Twenty nineteen. So we're not going to have a guest today, except for producer Ian, who we've talked to y'all about before. He's going to join us for the podcast. Say hello, Ian. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Ian's kind of shy because he's. You know, not been on the microphone before, but we'll loosen him up. The man behind the mic. Maybe yeah. bourbon will loosen he him up. He has bourbon. He has Baltimore bourbon in him. So Yeah. Um, all right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, the season we had. Some yeah, amazing... we're going to do a wrap-up, a, a general overview of the season and talk about uh, what things we were excited about. Also about some awards that are going on um, at the end of 2018, which I'm sure uh, will change as we go into 2019. Yeah, but. so we started with something very local. We started with two we did. local young poets. Which was super exciting. 16 and 17, 17. Baltimore right. Youth Poet Laureate. Laureate. So yeah, Mohammed that was great. Tal and Hannah, and Hannah Sawyer yep. Yep. came. And that was a great way to kick it off. They were great. Yeah, they we were had really a really, great. really fun time. And we thought we wanted to start that way because we felt like for this podcast, um, even though we are a podcast that reaches out to the national uh, literary scene, we wanted to give a shout out to the local right. um, poets who are here. In yeah. Baltimore. And I think that's really like, that's been our aim this first season. I think it'll continue to be our aim to like yeah. be talking to a national audience and be talking to nationally known writers and poets. But also. Um, but not to forget like that Baltimore is a lit city yeah. uh, with a rich literary history Agreed. and present. Yeah. Um, and to really be highlighting that. Yeah. And, um, and making sure we don't forget the people people here in the city that make literature happen every yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first season. And organizations. That. People yeah. and organizations. Both. Great. Great lead into the next one. Because the next person oh. we had on, um, who is a co-founder and former executive director of Split This Let's Rock, Rock. Yeah. Sarah Browning. Yeah. Um, and Sarah Browning has since left that position. Yep. Um, but I think both she has interesting things coming up. Oh, she definitely um, does. Yeah, you do. yeah. I don't know if you know. She's going to be traveling. Uh, she's uh, like touring, touring. No, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> enjoying so, life. I mean, yeah. she, yes, she has multiple poetry books. She yeah. could be touring, but yeah. no, she's just enjoy. She's just traveling and enjoying life. Yeah. Nothing related to her poetry That's work great. in specific. That's also she's great. taking some time off. I mean, and after you've worked that long, that hard and that long, I think it's it's well deserved. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to where she goes and sort of following her uh, social media presence and being nosy and like, you know, looking into her life and seeing where she's yeah. at. She's also a friend of both of ours. She, she emails us and talks to us as friends and that's, yeah. um, so we'll be in touch with, even as she travels, I yeah. think. And I'm but sure. also the, the organization has a yeah. lot of cool stuff coming up too. They've oh, yeah. chosen their executive, their interim, interim executive director, executive director um, uh, Raja, yeah. and they're really cool. Um, they're sort of, have already been present in like workshops, yeah. um, but and also you, in like the DC, like. And apparently you've met, you've met them yeah, before. Yeah, we met when, when, at, uh, when we were there recording, um, later in the year when we right. recorded this episode of Beto there. Um, I met them there and we were talking, we had met somewhere before we couldn't put our finger on it. Huh. Um, and then Small they came world. out to us, uh, but this rock brought me out for a reading in DC later that year. Oh, right. I didn't um, know that. And they came out just to support the, oh, cool. the program and support cool. the poets who were there for that. So it's nice to always know who's 
coming into the fold, into the family fold. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was I think they're great. Uh, Next, we had Lisa Snowden McRae. I was just going to um, say, I didn't know yeah. if we were going to recap everyone, but, yeah. I, but I was saying these two people are very related in certain yeah. ways. Sarah yeah. and Lisa. Yeah, and Lisa, then both of them right? were like leaving positions. We knew about Sarah. We didn't know about Lisa. We did not. We talked to Lisa. We found out after we recorded the yeah, episode. Yeah, like a week after we recorded the episode, the day before the yeah, episode was scheduled yeah. to drop, that's when we Lisa emailed us um, and said, Crazy. hey, we just got word. They got blindsided. Said it too, right? That the beat was being folded after four months, three, four months. Um, also, this year we had Dora Malik. Dora from, Malik, great. Brought us to her office. She had killer acoustics. She, wow, <laughs> Dora, we, we think more of you than just your office. But uh, she also has but, a really great. But clearly, <laughs> Anthony just jumped right in there and was like, "We want to, we want to own your office." We want to shout out to Dora's <laughs> office. Uh, Shout out to Johns Hopkins um, because that's where her office yeah. is at. Yeah, um, but no, she also great. has a really great new book. Of she has a new book. Yeah, I was just, just going to um, say it's a really great book. It's um, both expanding on what she's done before, um, but also breaking into some new ground as well. Yeah. Also on the podcast this year was Elizabeth Acevedo, who had a fantastic literary yeah, year. We're so year. excited to have her. Yeah, Elizabeth had a banner year. She, she did. Uh, most notably, of course, uh, won the um, National Book Award for yep. Young Adult, Young People's Literature. I'm not young exactly People's Literature, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. For the Poet X, which for the Poet X, we talked about on the which podcast. Which is amazing. Everybody should go back and listen to that episode if they have not. Yeah, it's knockout episode, and she's yep. having a killer year. She is. Um, also from D.C., Dave Ring. Yes, Dave, who's on Mason Jar Press. Yeah, Dave, uh, he edited an anthology for Mason Jar Press. Who publishes the podcast? Yep. Um, he also runs Outright. He does, right? Um, which so, we also recorded at. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, this is like all in the family. I feel yeah, like it's. <laughs> you can see how these lined up. Yours. They did. They did. It was. It was fun, though. That was an amazing episode yeah. too. Yeah. So Dave recorded with us before Outright. Out at Outright, we recorded our first live episode. We did. That was our first with, live. Yeah, yeah that it was, was our first, first one live. with Michelle yeah. T, T, who's an iconic ex- queer writer. Michelle's also having an amazing year. She was nominated for the Diamondstein Spiegel Vogel Award from the Pin Awards. There it is uh, for the art of the essay. Michelle yeah. T for Against Memoir. Yeah, uh, Against Memoir is an amazing book. Uh, we read it uh, ahead of. Of the podcast along with Black Wave. Yeah. Um, and she also has a book of uh, tarot stuff. Modern tarot. Yeah, modern not, tarot. Not tarot stuff. He's, he's saying that and he's sitting here with a Ouija board t-shirt. And he's like, also tarot stuff. Like, I have a couple like tarot like shirts. It, like, no, it's, like it's wild and wonky. No, I'm listen, like, what's wild listen. and wonky is your Ouija board t-shirt. Fun, weird Anthony thing. I was reading tarot at like 16. Oh. I was really into tarot. Oh, I, have, so you... I have two tarot shirts. I have a full shirt. And Do you have a tarot deck? A ten of sword shirt. Do you I have, have a t- two tarot decks. Oh, uh, including oh, one, one super rare major arcana that I found in a Korean bookstore. All right, all right. You, we didn't get all this information on the podcast. Nah, I was playing it cool in atheist. Yeah, then, but yeah. I see that because you were lo- because you were in love with Michelle T, and now you're giving us the the real quote unquote T. Yeah, you know what? I that. it's funny. It's so funny. I talk about all the time with my friends about not being starstruck or like. Like being weird around celebrities and mm. stuff, but when I get around writers who I admire, I have to oh. keep I have to keep it in check. Oh, I de- oh I yeah. definitely do. Yeah. You've not. I mean, all of all of our guests have been very illustrious. I've yeah. been very impressed with their work yeah. and love them all on, on a very deep and intrinsic level. Yeah. But like, there's certain um, for me, it, it tends to probably be more poets than prose writers. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's some people that I could just straight up, uh, you know, I might have to run to the bathroom and throw up. Like I just, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm like the, the South Park episode where Cartman or whoever throws well, up on someone's yeah. shoe. Well, for me, the podcast helps, right? I don't go up to get, I don't get stuff signed because it's a weird interaction, right? Really? You never I, get, you never get your books no, signed? No, I don't get books never signed. Ever. I don't like, like approach how many, writers none? in public. Zero? No, I don't do it. 
In social Damn. settings, so like I, I, I present at conference stuff. In a social setting, like at the end of the, end of the night, those sorts of things, I'll say hi and stuff. But it's a weird interaction. But the podcast actually super helpful, right? There's sort of like defined roles in the podcast. So when we talked to Michelle, I was fine, right? I was fine because like she's our guest. We're here to do a job. She's here to do a job as a sort of like mediated interaction. That's weird. That's weird as you think about it like that. I think it's all the same. Like if we had been interviewing Rita Dove, you know, uh, Rita Dove, if, you, if you're out there and you're listening, come on, you the podcast. come on the podcast. But if we had been interviewing Rita Dove, I probably would have been sick for a day. Yeah. Um, okay, moving forward so we don't get bogged yeah, down too much. Yes. Uh, we had poet and professor Cal Dargan on the yeah, show. Yeah, that was exciting. He was great. Such great. A great Anag- Anagnoresis. Anagnoresis, Ooh, yeah. look at me. Get it, girl. Book really representative. That he's <laughs> such a brilliant dude and was such a great guest yeah it was so much um, so much fun and also was just uh blurb in the new york times in case case people missed that oh uh man, his so book cool. was also blurb yeah. lo- among notable 2018 uh poetry books that's he was so just cool. blurb yeah. in the new it's york worth times it. it's an amazing book yeah check it out um then we had our second live episode at the baltimore book fest yep uh we had the guest uh, under the city lit tent under the city lit that. tent shout we out city lit yep shout out um, to carla dupree and that was with um the 2018 youth poet laureate lovey yep and as long as Professor Alish Hopper, Hopper yeah. which was fantastic. We had yeah. we had a good fun time. We had a good crowd. They were we like did have a good crowd. Engaged. They were interested. But there were also there was also weird preacherly things happening outside of the tent. There were a lot of noises. They were, yeah, Bookfest. but there was a preacher guy. Did I, you, I, shout I out! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The preacher, the preacher he was guy walking right? around Bookfest preaching. Yeah. It was weird. It with uh, a microphone and like mm-hmm. a little I don't know mobile bicycle or some shit. Yeah. It was weird. It was, it was like weird. It Bookfest. Was, it's like the city itself. It's a weird... And Bookfest will be changing this year, but we're not going to talk about that we'll, yet. We'll talk about that as we, we approach it, probably. We can't... We shouldn't talk about that. Okay. Because we have feelings. <laughs> Ian. Ian, shout out for that episode, especially. Ian had to edit all sorts... Uh, uh, like a tractor trailer drove through in the middle of it. It was wild. Shout out to Ian for always covering our back in terms of, of editing and making us sound professional. More professional than we actually are. Ian, do you, do you have anything to say about, uh, about editing out annoying shit on the podcast? <laughs> also this year we had fantastic guests and friend to the family leah purpura yeah. it was exciting to talk to her about her new memoir it's memoir isn't it yeah, or is it, it cnf is. maybe it's cnf uh <laughs> i i unless i'm being real specific and writing or presenting i use those terms pretty interchangeably but right. I, we, I call what she does probably like lyrical this. nonfiction or lyrical, lyrical essay but there's lyrical no, essay, but there's no like lyrical essay section in bookstores right there's no, no. right it's like seeing it's like, it's like memoir we were or talking, memoir talking about it'd be filed memoir, it'd be it'd be filed anyway yeah. <laughs> we're getting she was late. great we also had we also had tyler vile who was fantastic uh author writer activist uh jewish uh i don't know how many front woman to a punk band yeah punk band a music musician <laughs> like i mean you know tyler's yeah. like everything she's pretty and rad, it was yeah. a really fun conversation we had fun yeah. that was at the end of the year and so everyone was fantastic yeah. we had a really i feel like banner first year we really we enjoyed had a everyone. great first year but then also so many of the people we had on Agreed. had amazing first years yep. too it was just really nominations yeah. book nominations Big also tyrese coleman from mason jar press oh yeah who's also, supposed to be with us in the coming who, year who hopefully. will be yeah who will be yeah. who will be with us in the and coming who year. is a, a a new author for mason jar who publishes us um she was just nominated yep for uh, how to on the, sit on the long list her book is called how to for sit for the pen book awards yep. 
for how to sit. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited for her. Yeah, so that'll um, be exciting stuff. She's also, I'm going to be AWP this year. I will she's, be too. She is also, we will both be AWP this year. Uh, I think Producer okay. Ian. Yeah, Producer Ian Producer will be there. Ian will be there. We'll all yes. three be there. Uh, Tyrese is actually presenting with me on one oh, of the cool. two panels I'm presenting. Very cool. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, with a group of people about, um, uh, new works of people who publish their first works of nonfiction in 2018. So right. it's like my book's first year. Sort of I would thing. also say you're in the CNF category. I would also say that. Yeah. You know, when I was actually selling the book, I was talking about it as the, using the phrase a memoir and essays because it's not traditionally narrative. It's a lot less seen than I tell my students Right, creative nonfiction should be. Um, um, so it's, oh, that's I really interesting. Tra- you're yeah. teaching, teaching, you're writing what you're teaching against. I, 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 it's also I'm teaching intro, right? If I yeah, was sure, teaching sure, sure. advanced creative nonfiction, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I'm teaching graduate I'm just giving students, you shit. no, yeah. no, word, no. Word. I mean, I tell my, I tell my students all this shit that I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, pay any attention yeah. to. Here's all the rules. I don't do this. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But no, no, and that's a good segue. Yeah. Your book, um, yeah. Out of Step, a memoir, yeah. right? Yeah. There's great things happening with that. Yeah, also, yeah. We yeah. talked about this, right? We we're going to talk about the year we had, um, what we've done, and the year to come. So yeah, I'm not going to talk so much about that, but he, but he is. <laughs> that, how about that? But uh, yeah. yes, I want segue to your book and talking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so just a few months ago, I published my first full-length book. It's called Out of Step, a Memoir. Are you still touring? I wanted uh, to ask Kind of. I set up a real short tour, so I did oh. a couple readings here. Um, in the I, future, coming up this year, do you have more? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to be further out in with? New York City. Oh, New York City, cool. Um, and I'm going to be at AWP. Cool. Um, and um, I may or may not set up a reading while I'm out there for AWP. Mm-hmm. Do you have a website where people can uh, yeah, you can Thank either you go producer to, Ian. <laughs> Look at that. Do you have a uh, you can either go to my website, anthonymall.com, uh, or you can check out um, the press, the Ohio State University Press, and you oh, can yeah, find my book and information on my book there. Fantastic. Um, it's also, you know, you can buy it wherever you buy books, um, bigbookstore.com. Where, where, wherever you buy books. And Amazon? monstershippingcompany.com. Am- Look, we just said um, it. I just said the word, people. <laughs> the big A word, Amazon. Um, yeah, uh, so the yeah. book is great. It's a, again, it's about um, being a young queer punk rock person who joined the army and then left for good reason um and then sort of a bit of that transition period after i left um i have a question yeah what was your favorite reading from 2018 that i did that or that you, yeah. i went to no 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 not that you went to that you yeah. did you know what my favorite was um pratt library oh, uh, cool. the second reading i did for the book pratt library brought me out um tracy diamond a local yeah, poet who, mm. who organized events for the library yeah. um brought me out and it was just after a, a spot for the book appeared on the local NPR station. Right. And that brought a whole bunch of really weird, interesting people out to the reading. You know, listeners, Anthony's famous because he has, uh, you know, pros. People love pros, so he's famous. He's been on NPR, and he's been at the Pratt Library. So I'm just saying that as a poet who's jealous of the kind of, um, you know, one day I may or may not be on NPR, but probably not. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, uh, it was It was very cool. Sheila Cast brought me out for uh, for her uh, morning show. And the next day I had a reading, and a lot of cool people came out to the reading. So, like, people like an editor of uh, Socialist Worker or Socialist World, the publication came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, an old, like, uh, 1940s, 50s era veteran yeah. came out. He was, like, queer before doing Outside Hotel, mm-hmm. when it was an outright nice. ban. Um, he had heard it on the radio and came Conversations. out. Conversations. Um, yeah. A whole bunch of really interesting people came out. The, my, interesting, the, smart. The people. chair of my department uh, at the <laughs> university at where I'm getting my PhD came out. Oh, um, cool. And bought a copy of the book. Uh, it was it was a really fun, cool reading. That and is then nice. Tracy also gave me um, 
an amazing introduction. She was one of the first pe people who were like reading and commenting on the book who noticed and mentioned the lyricism, which is what like I really hope people would get from the book. I'm going to uh, say something yeah. that writers, um, I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Yeah, yeah. Writers often give the best introductions mm. to other writers yeah. because they understand intrinsically how, how the work is working in a way that yeah. oftentimes when, when lay people, I'm lay is that the right that terminology? That's definitely anyway, wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying, but yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Ordinary people, yeah. ordinary people are giving introductions. I often feel that they um, are how do I put it? They're official, but they're not. They, they don't get to the heart of the work. People, yeah. Other writers understand what the work is trying to they do. They understand it, but they also they um, they care about different things, right? Like writers are the ones more than anyone who care about craft in a work, right? And so they're going to mention craft because that's what they care about. And the yeah. way that like fewer, not no, but fewer readers will it'll be what they really care about in the work. I yeah, think. but I also I sometimes think it's not just craft. I think people have introduced me before and have understood like intrinsically what I what I'm trying to do in the world as yeah. a poet, yeah, yeah, not totally. just like you know specifically like what the book is about. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a it's a it's like a I don't know, it's like an instinctual thing. It's like yeah. understanding the the heart of something, not like something in construction out there yeah, in the world. I don't totally. know. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, I'm talking very abstractly, but I know what I'm trying to say. We're also going to talk a bit about your year. You have, uh, you know, you didn't launch a book this year, but you were touring on a book this year and you had a lot of cool stuff going on. So um, tell I, us about 2018 and what you're looking forward to I, in the coming like year. I um, I'm going to pick uh, two specific things that I really loved about uh, 2018 and also going into 2019. I will say uh, 2018, my favorite thing that I did, did last year was really be at a UMBC reading. Um, um, yeah. We got invited uh, by, actually by Leah Perpera and also Tanya Olson yeah. um, are both at UMBC and they invited uh, Black Ladies Brunch Collective there to read, give a reading and a talk. And it was, um, uh, I mean, I've been to universities before. This is not my first university reading, yeah. but I would say that the UMBC crowd was very receptive to us. They also had some things going on um, politically that I think made them very receptive yeah. to six black women coming to talk about poems of humor, joy, and laughter. Yeah. Um, so that was a real treat for us. We had a real fun time. Uh, we connected with a lot of students who I just felt like were very glad to see um, black women and black women's poetry put before them. So that was uh, something that I really loved from 2018. Uh, also 2018 this year, I will say uh, institutionally, this was my first year of teaching a humor poetry uh, class that, oh, I was very, so cool. that I was very proud of. Uh, yeah. My students, um, I will say this about humor poetry. Often my students um, write about things that I even felt were a, lot, a little bit taboo. Yeah, and so it. maybe, I mean, you know, which is both good. It's They're pushing the boundaries, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah. if we're talking about writing and what poetry is supposed to do, poetry is supposed to push boundaries. So I think I found it interesting uh, for myself and challenging for myself that often they were writing about things that I wasn't sure I was <laughs> laughing at. But uh, in any event, it was my first uh, poetry uh, humor class that I taught uh, at University of Delaware. So I was very excited about that. And uh, that was, the, uh, yeah. And then oh, 2019, uh, there's all kinds of stuff I'm excited about. AWP, uh, I have readings. I have a re uh, panel and reading coming up at the Pratt Library in the spring. Um, just a couple of different things here and there that I'm excited about. But mostly uh, in 2019, I would like to be, especially in the spring, I would like to be writing and 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 performing less not no disrespect <laughs> and that's, that that sounds really crazy but yeah. honestly for me I, this has been a very busy year and i need some downtime to yeah. like reflect and write that's it for me
Yeah, yeah, totally. It's yeah. nice to, to, to have it come in waves, right? Sometimes yeah. it's a rush, but sometimes it's nice to have it be a lull. But sometimes you need to orchestrate a lull, and, yeah. that's, what, and, that, and that's what I'm yeah. going to get in spring yeah. 2019. <laughs> All right, before we move on to pop, like we said when we started, he's been quiet, but... Ian's uh, here. Ian's here. Producer, producer Ian's Ian. here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, producer, editor, writer. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So I thought I'd read the, his bio sure. and ask you the same question, Ian. So uh, Ian Anderson is a writer and designer living in Baltimore, Maryland with his wife and daughter. He's a founder and editor-in-chief of Mason Jar Press, an independent press dedicated to finding exciting work by new and established writers that push the bounds of literary norms. When not writing, designing, running a press, being a <laughs> husband or father, he is either watching professional wrestling, we have watched wrestling together more than once, or listening to Beach Boys Pet Sounds. Ian, uh, you've had a great 2018 too. You've had a lot of stuff going on with the press and with your design and with your work and with your kid. Uh, so tell us about your 2018 and maybe what you're looking for in 2019 as well. Yeah, uh, I think my 2018 can be pretty much summed up. You know how Spotify does the your top songs of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine were all songs that we play to help my daughter go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's literally what my 2018 has yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, of course. But also other things have happened this year for you? Yeah, uh, mostly for the press um, and all the people who work on the press. Uh, so we've put out a work of poetry by... Um, Aaron Dorney, uh, I Am Not Famous Anymore. Yeah. Um, that's Erasure Poems after Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So cool, exciting. Cool, weird book. Yeah. 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 Very cool, very weird. Um, and then we had Tyrese Coleman's book come out. Um, which we've talked about already on the podcast. Yeah, yep. yeah great. Must be really cool, like, you selected, designed, distributed this book. Yeah. And now a book that you did all that for is, like, all over the internet on these lists. Sure. Um, but you know, I, I want to tell the story a little bit of it too, cause it, um, it was a blind submission. So yeah. she just submitted to our, mm -hmm. our open submissions and you know, we had a, a couple readers who were reading for us and it got picked off the pile. Yeah. So, you know, I don't feel like I can take any credit for it because I wasn't even the initial reader for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still good work. Good work. Good work rises to the top. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was, you know, kind of just a, like, I like to describe Tyrese's talent as obvious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just a brilliant, It's just smart, like, oh, yeah, no, that's fun. brilliant. Uh, but for 2019, we have a couple more books coming out. Uh, Continental Breakfast by uh, Danny Kane oh, will come okay. out in the spring. That's okay. um, poetry um, mm -hmm. written about Applebee's, Bud Light, those kinds of things. Yeah, cool. yeah, cool. We'll also uh, be putting out three novellas this summer. Yeah, 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 uh, together, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. It's a lot. You guys are going to be busy. Yeah. So, no more sleep. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't get sleep anyway. You said you were I mean. you, you yeah. playing yeah. songs for Ever. your daughter. Yeah. No yeah. Yeah. You, you, right, exactly. You're never going back to yeah. sleep. New dad, thriving press, right. yeah. probably exactly. doing your own writing, right. your nine to five job. Right. Yeah. No sleep for yeah. you. Yeah. Not so much my own writing this year, but yeah. hopefully next That'll year. That'll happen 2019. Yeah. I'm confident. All right, cool. For pop culture here at the start of the year, we're talking about a bit of what happened in a December. There's, a, yeah. there's so much going on. There's there so always, much going there on. always is. We, we had always... a list of like 20. That right, we and we always narrow it down. We're yeah, just yeah. like, ooh, 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 cut, 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 <laughs> cut, cut. And so here we are, people. Some months, though, we're like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And but some months, we're one, like, yeah, okay, sorry, cool. But number number one, one on our list. Yeah, it's actually related to uh, a previous guest. And right. really great news, yep. the Baltimore, Baltimore Beat is coming back. Yes. So we just talked about how... Uh, we'd interviewed Lisa just before they got news that it was folded. Right. Well, um, 
the, uh, I want to say, managing editor of the beat, uh, who actually was someone who came with Lisa from City Paper to form the beat. So he's been working all year. It's uh, Brandon Soderberger, um, who's been working all year to get the name Baltimore Beat back and get things up and running and to find funding and to incorporate in the right way. And after all that work, he announced, and he didn't really announce. It was actually, he went to like an event. I think like the Baltimore Business Journal or something was there. And they reported that this new business is forming. And so it sort of got leaked almost. But he confirmed that, uh, yeah, he's got all that. And in the coming year in 2019, the Baltimore Beat will return as an online publication. But he also mentioned, really interesting, that their goal is um, to return to a weekly print publication, which is really cool. Lisa is named on the project, so it's likely that she'll be returning as Uh, editor-in-chief. I I seriously hope so. Yeah, and it's just really cool. Um, We talked a bit about then about the importance of alt media, the importance of like black women in leadership roles in media, and it's cool. Especially here in Baltimore, (laughs) a city that's like two-thirds black. Yeah, in a city that's majority black. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's really important to have... um, People of color at the helm of of important journalistic institutions such Absolutely. as the Baltimore Beat. Yeah. And Lisa's super talented, uh, all those things. And yeah. friendly and funny. Yeah. And she drinks. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, as, exactly. Those, great those CV, but also right. really amazing person. But, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All those things. She's great all the way around. And we ran into her at the Baltimore Book Fest as yeah. well. Yeah. So this is a recap episode. And so, yeah, it was great to yeah. see her there. Not with us. Yeah. Randomly she was on, presenting she was on another too. panel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were like, yeah. hey, Lisa, it was good. So yeah. I'm very happy for her that um, yeah. the beat's coming back. And happy for the city that the beat's coming back. It's yes, cool to have that sort of media back here. Yeah, I mean, and we all need alternative media like every day. Yeah, you know? word, word. I mean, like, yeah. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> we're we're uh, in, the, in the Trump era. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. word. Anyway. Uh, bit of a shift. You had news you wanted to talk about, about um, Cardi B. Well, here's my thing. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like the listeners, I feel like there's, you know, this this podcast is of a certain age, and so we often talk about things that are from certain decades or eras, uh, maybe the 80s or the 90s. But we talked about like, Spice Girls last month, yeah. Right, Spice Girls, definitely. Very, is that late 80s slash 90s? Spice Girls? Yeah. Spice Girls, end of the 90s. End of the 90s? End of the 90s. Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Somehow I just, I don't know, they just, they, I, don't, I don't know, I wasn't into them. They blur the decades. I'm, I'm black. I'm black. But you're saying black. you want to talk about younger things. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that I think our listeners would like to hear yeah. some. So, one of my friends, I, will, I won't name her on this podcast because I'm not sure she would like me to name her, but yeah. one of my friends talks about Cardi B all the time. So yeah. anyway, Cardi B and Offset, there's this situation, they were married, I mean, he sees her estranged wife, uh, apparently, they have a child together called yeah. Culture, yeah. I, don't, I don't know who named their child. I love that name, actually. Culture with a K? Are you serious? Uh, I don't know about with a K. I usually... You didn't even know... That's a very 80... Look look at you. Look at you. The elder millennial getting on... I'm like, no, you don't name your kid. It doesn't matter matter what I think about the name. But anyway, Culture with a K. They had a child together. And then uh, Cardi B broke up with Offset. And so Offset was apparently upset. And apparently at the uh, Rolling Loud Festival in Los Angeles, uh, Offset came on stage with a bunch of roses and I don't know whatever else that spelled out I want you back you yeah. know Cardi and um, fans had a lot to say about the way that he presented his comeback yeah she was headlining that event she right was. it was a big deal to have a black woman headlining that event yeah. it was her moment yeah. right and I think there are some people who saw that and they're like oh what a grand romantic gesture he did she sure she surely should take him back but I don't think that's romantic at all that's like borderline abusive behavior oh, right to invade to invade her economic space imagine like 
imagine if you're not in in media or teaching. Imagine an ex coming to your work. I can't. And make and interrupting <laughs> everything to demand you take him no, back. Right? I can't. Like I can't. And I just think, and I think, and first and foremost, I also think fans commenting on a woman's, uh, you know, ability or interest in taking back a lover is yeah. null and void anyway. I think, I think first and foremost, I mean, she shut him down. If you see the video from yeah. Cardi B, yeah. I mean, she was just yeah. like, uh-uh. She yeah. just shook her she, head and was yeah. like, no, you're not welcome here. Thank you. Take him off the stage. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he was removed very swiftly, which yes. I, which I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I just think fans out there trying to coerce, I think it's weird. Uh, I think it's weird for fans to be commenting and saying, oh, you should take him back or you should, who gives a shit what fans, yeah. th what yeah. fans think. Let her have her private moment with her man, but he's... Uh, he's tacky. I always thought, you know, Migos are not. I, ri I ride for Migos, but I don't ride for Offset. How about that? Yeah, man. I don't. I like Migos. I think they're. I think they're one of the more. I know, like the the Migos triplet like beat is yeah. sort of it right now. Yeah. I don't really love it. I yeah. think like Migos. I don't dislike Migos, but I think Migos represents a shift away from from caring about writing and lyrics in rap. Um, uh, part of a greater movement that is doing this, right? It's I mean, not I feel just like them. That, it's, that like this, a, it's like mumble rap generally, you yeah, know? Yeah, but I feel like that was a lost cause a long time ago yeah. before before Migos. I actually think that, yeah. they, that their uh, triplicate beat is sort of interesting and creative. Yeah. Yeah. Not the lyrics. I agree with you. Not yeah. the lyrics. I'm not, you know. But just the shift from yeah. the, the, the the sort of traditional, like, yeah. four beat to the triplet beat. Yeah, yeah. I think Absolutely. I think that. And I think yeah. they, they do some interesting uh, syncopated rhythm things in, yeah. intermixed in that that I think are interesting. I like that. I totally get that, right? right. I think. But lyrics, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lyrics, it, this ain't, you know, this ain't uh, Big Daddy King. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah, I, I agree. It goes back to what I was saying about the yeah. sort of uh, celebrity thing, right? These are real yeah. people, right? So, yeah. like, who are you to say anything about their relationship? Yeah, that's right? sort of what yeah. I was thinking. I was just like, did anybody come and say, uh, you know, Rihanna should take Chris Brown back? Fuck no. I was like, so why yeah. are people, why are people I actually, I think people business? did say that and fuck those well, people. Well, they probably yeah. did. Yeah. Right, you're right. I'm just, but I'm just saying like, but not in mass, not in mass the way they have kind of to Cardi B. Like, girl, yeah. you should take him back. Yeah. Like, blah, 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 blah. You know, and she was just on, uh, she was just on, uh, what am I, James Corden show, uh, driving with, you know, oh, celebrities yeah. in cars. Driving in a car, coffee, doing comedians cute stuff, yeah. Carpool karaoke, guys. Thank carpool. you. There Thank it you. is. Producer Ian with carpool karaoke. That's what we yeah. need. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, Cardi, live your life, girl, and diss this man if you want to. Don't pay no attention to your to your fans. Um, one last thing before we go to the bang. A bit of local news, but I think it's local news that people might notice nationally and might sure. get some, some traction. Uh a company called Beyond Video. Okay. It is a local, independent, uh, non-profit... Oh, non-profit. ...video rental store. Um, they just went out, uh, They just opened up this week in Baltimore. They're, Haven't we done this before? Yeah. Haven't we? I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm just asking. But we also had... We also, like, were had a late holdout in... Here in Baltimore, we had a late yeah. holdout in the rental video business. We had... Video, video American. American. Is that right? American. Yeah, yeah, American. Video yeah. American. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. And so yeah. there's there's some, I don't know if it's nostalgia. I don't know if there's maybe a legit need. I really don't know what it is. But I'm going to tell you what. I think there is a demand for video rental in Baltimore. That's, Go ahead, I'm sorry. That, no, 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 no. That's crazy. Um, no, there probably is. But I'm going to tell you what. If the people at Beyond Video are not as educated at the as the people at Video American, then I'm not here for it. Yeah. Like, I could literally walk in there and be like, hey, I need, like, a random Pedro 
or movie, and they would just be like, yeah, we know, you know, I'd be like, I need it not to be Volvar, not this or that. And they would be like, yes, we have a recommendation for you. And they would recommend me like a random, I mean, like they're just that talented. You want film experts. Sure. If we're gonna have a video store, sure. you want film That's experts. That's exactly what yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah. Just like at my local bookstore when I go to Strand and I go randomly to the desk and I'm like, hey, you know, I need a W.S. Merwin book from 19, you know, 82. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, yes, I can find it for you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's this like, is, yeah. This is a socialist in me drawing these lines here, but I think this is really connected to like, a local independent business versus corporate business, right? Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, they're gonna they they're just hiring people for a minimum wage who want right. a job, right? Right. right? Whereas independent bookstores sure. have people Hopefully. who like books. Hopefully. 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 Have books who like and Hopefully. know books there. Right. 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 right, right. Um, Ivy, who who's Burden Hands Parent Company, yep. they have book experts. They yes. have people with advanced degrees yeah. who are passionate about books. They have they writers do. who write books working in their bookstores. Um, and so you get that, right? You do. I think same thing with video, right? Yeah. We don't need a blockbuster. We don't need people who don't want to work in video stores working in a video store, right? Yeah. But if we have video stores where we have people who are movie nerds, who are passionate about movies, right. maybe there's something to that. Yeah. I think, I think it's all about, you know, it's kind of like the personal shopper of the world. You know what I mean? Everybody wants a personal shopper. I don't have one, but I think they're really important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone who, go, who picks out what sweatshirt or what pants that yeah. look good on you that fit your trend, right? I think if everybody wants to feel like they're, uh, people are referencing or, or know them individually, yeah. are, ma- are making those sort of individual um, choices for them. And I think yeah. that's kind of cool. And yeah. I think that is what maybe Beyond Video Me. might hopefully someone to help you know what you want or someone to know what you already like and give you more suggestions of the thing that you like that's sort of what i'm saying let me ask you this related to it both cc and producer ian do either of you use uh a red box or similar service do either you get physical media at all or do you all just rent digitally now so i don't use red box but i Uh sometimes just walk around CVS as I try to figure out what I want to watch on Netflix. Uh-huh. Like, I miss the experience of actually going into a store and oh, seeing all the movies that I you like could possibly that. shape I your like night that. around. Like and, and, like, it used to be an event. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, You used to be able yeah. to kill an hour and a half, like which that. might be the runtime of the movie, yeah, looking yeah, yeah, yeah. for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's yeah, your yeah, Friday yeah, night. Totally. I like and that. I miss that so I like much. That. So I'm very excited about I like, it. I like that. That's, a, good, that's yeah. a really good point. I feel the same way. I have rented from Redbox before, but I think it's really irritating and tacky. Yeah. I don't know. The boxes are unattractive and the, yeah. and the windows are unattractive. I mean, everything about it is just like tacky. <laughs> and to me, to me, to me personally. <laughs> listeners, yeah, yeah. listeners, you should enjoy Redbox. If it's you, like if driving you... to a 7-Eleven to use an iPad. Right, right exa- exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, this is not very attractive. But yeah. the similar thing that Ian is sort of saying about missing that feeling, I feel the same way, but I feel the same way about record stores. Yeah. So I don't yeah. have, so yeah. for me, the connection is less um, to films and movies because um, part of that I missed, I think, as a young person growing up, part of that I, I mean, of course, there were blockbusters and all that junk that they used to have, mm-hmm. but it's sort, of, sort of different for me. I have a very um, strong affi- affi- affinity, I'm sorry, I'm trying to spit that word out, affinity for record stores and record yeah. stores, uh, albums, looking on the back of album covers, seeing who's playing, seeing who's in the band, referencing all of that information is like really important to me as yeah. like a, a person who had had past tense a very big uh record collection both vinyl and otherwise so i think yeah. it's it was really important to me and that's something that i really miss and i think the culture kind of can't you can't 
You can't go backwards. I feel like we're just going forwards. We're not going backwards. I don't know. That's what yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I'm I over it. I don't use Redbox. Um, I only use digital. I don't have... Do either of you have, like, the Netflix disc service anymore? No. Uh, who do, people, who, people still do. People well, don't. Some of my closest friends. People my closest don't. friends get discs. People don't. Well, the interesting thing is, like, the disc is still a deep library of films that streaming digital doesn't have because you need licensing oh, they have and stuff more. like that. They have, they have more, more on disc? Mountains more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I still have Weird. some friends who do their disc service, although I think that's pretty rare. I don't think, like you said, yeah, nobody, who so does too. that, I right? Think so. I think so too, um, yeah. But I don't if, do that. If that was the model and then Blockbuster opened, you're like, oh, I don't have to wait two weeks by snail mail to watch the next season. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. I'm just sitting here uh, praying that Queer Eye will come back yeah. on again. It, it's not. <laughs> so, so, Ian, you're psyched about Beyond Video? Beyond psyched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested, but only if it's as good as Video I'm, American. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I, I wish them the best regardless. I, I Again, I, we've talked about my thing about spaces and cultural institutions. I have, like, lots of, like, emotive stuff that's really weird that I like. I, like, don't cry at funerals, but I, like, cry, cry at closings of places. And, yeah, like, yeah. Video American, yeah. I was just, like, I was, like, all there. My student called me and was just, like, Professor, I went in to get you a film, and it seems like tomorrow they're going. And I was, like, no, I'm <laughs> I'm on a plane. No, it can't. It can't. Not today. I need oh. to get there. And it was, like, I, and then I, when I got home, I, like, drove by and, like, sat in the parking lot. I just kind of, like, looked at the building. And I just, <laughs> little tears formed in my eyes and streamed down my face and I was like I'm such a weirdo I was just like it meant something to me they can't can't just die I don't know And so here we are at the bang portion of Lip Pop Bang. And so we have something really interesting. Well, I don't know if it's, it's interesting to us. Yeah, I yeah. think it's related to all the things we're talking about. We thought we'd talk about resolutions. Resolutions. Obvious here at the start of the year, right? I thought we'd look <sighs> back at what we did in 2018, but also our plans for 2019. I thought all three of us would go. Yeah. Have you thought of yours? Do you know what you're going to be for next year? What do you do this year? I don't know. Um, I will say one thing, and then we, maybe we can go around and come back to me. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did at the beginning of 2018 that I'm planning on repeating again is going to the spa. <laughs> nice. Look, yeah. that sounds, it's totally non-literary. It doesn't have yeah. anything to do with uh, pop culture or mm-hmm. literature. But yeah, I um, in 20, late 2017, I promised to be better to myself about self-care uh, uh-huh. from, for me, not in anyone else. And so part of that is uh, spending a lot of money at a place that uh, probably is, uh, I feel like uh, crazy after I do it. But I mean, I feel totally relaxed and, uh, you know, want to do something for myself, get a massage, yeah. get a get a, a facial, you know, something, get some girly stuff, you know what I mean? And, I don't um, think that's girly. I think everyone should take that sort of self-care. And if everyone can afford it, right? I mean, you know, I think it's hard to feel like you can afford it, yeah, right? I yeah, think absolutely. That's, I, think, absolutely. I think part of the thing for me in 2018, and hopefully, and I'm going to do it again at the beginning of this year, is, um, you know, feeling like you're deserving enough, um, you've worked hard enough in your life, and you you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. shit, I worked the drive-thru at McDonald's at like 13. Yeah. I, I deserve a spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you've been working for decades. Give us a moment. And, and both real... <laughs> You know, I don't know, on your feet work and also uh, intellectual work. So anyway, what I'm hoping to, one of my resolutions is to uh, self-care in terms of self-care, but also really physically uh, taking myself to a spa, booking a day and doing it. That sounds so lovely. So that's one of of the things. 
So I'm terrible at resolutions. I mean, my resolution could be to make a resolution, but mm, I like that. Yeah, it's not I like it. But it could be your resolution yeah. could be to make a resolution. Yeah. So last year I, I didn't make a resolution, you. but this year I actually will make a resolution. Okay. Um, I read. Uh, I think it was an interview with this writer oh. who who says he aims to get a hundred. Rejection thing oh, yeah. here. Yeah, the hundred rejection thing. Yeah, I've heard uh, of this. Thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a total thing. It's a writer thing on, on like social media. Okay, so I don't know if it's his thing, but I, he was the first person I saw say it, so I'm giving him credit cool. for creating it. Yeah. Right. Sorry if he didn't um, to whoever it did. And tell but, everyone again, it's a hundred rejections and uh, So to aim to get a hundred rejections. The, the 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 idea being if you're getting a hundred rejections, you're sending out work and creating work enough Woo. to reach a hundred rejections. Yes. Woo, that's a lot. Yeah. And it kind of gamifies the the rejection. You know, pain. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I mean, that yeah, comes yeah. with being a writer. That's a right? yeah. Like, um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're getting experience points with your nose, which don't like sting, right? Which are the worst. Yeah. They feel yeah. like you're dying every time you get one. <laughs> I mean, you get. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah, they can. I love this idea though that other writers I've heard say like, oh, you know, after a while the rejections they start to mean less, and I'm like, <gasps> no, no, yeah, the rejection yeah. is the same thing every time. It's yeah. just my father saying he doesn't love me. <laughs> like oh, every time. painful. <laughs> Listeners, yeah. wow, the pain Brutal. of lip pop bang there. <laughs> it is, it is. I agree. I, but So that's your resolution. That's what you want. You not wanna... that my father ever said that. No, <laughs> I know. that's not the point. You, the resolution is that you want to you send out over... I want to send out enough Over to get 100 rejections. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool Ooh. thing, too, that I think a lot of people are reporting is when they do this, they end up like getting a mountain of yeses. Of right? well, like, that's the whole idea of it. Of course, that, you, you do. Well, I'm not um, going for yeses. No, no you don't want to conceptualize notes. yeses at all. But when you're out there, you end up getting yeses. Well, here's what really I'm going to say I'm here for self care if you need a hug after you do this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What about you, Anthony? All right, school. So 2018, I had two simple resolutions. Uh It was... Um, to finish the manuscript working on. So my book, my book came out this year, but it oh. was finished like the year before, right? So um, in 2018, it was to finish the manuscript, the manuscript of poems. Oh, right. That's what I thought you were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. Not you, out of step. Okay. No, no, yeah. Out of step sort of been released, right? right, 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 right. So, right, right. During, so during 17 and 18, right. when the book is sort of just right, in that right, publishing right, process, right. I've been writing a book right. and I wanted to finish that or at least finish a strong draft of it by the end of the year. That I've done. Check mark. Right. I've sort of like Done it's it. been a reader. It's been back yeah. to me. I've made a few rounds been of edits. It. It's sort of out to some early contest submissions. So it's out in the world um, right. trying to find a home. Um, the second one was to ride a horse. Uh, context. Yeah, it's OK to laugh. Yeah. Um, the context of this is uh, that I am okay. terrified of horses. Me too. Good. Good. Thank you. And some people point this to an irrational fear. I think it's completely rational. Right. They're like. 2,500 pound animals. I thought who, white people love horses. I guess. I don't know. I don't love horses. <laughs> Look at um, two, two, two white people here saying no horses. We're both also raised in like cities and suburbs too. Yeah. So like I mean, I mean, but, rural I mean, white people. Rural, horsey people, that's general. a thing. Yeah. In general. It's also I mean, a wealth thing. I thought this went along with skiing. I thought it went skiing. In that, in that horses. In that usually, <laughs> kind of, in that usually skiing and horses are. Brie. These are all things. It costs, I, I love Brie. I love me some Brie. But I also ski like Brie. and horses both are, like, <laughs> like are both sports that take a lot of money. And so I think like. To ride a horse? That doesn't take a lot of money. You to need get a horse. To, you no, know, you, you go to a thing. Uh, you go to a farm where there's one and you rent one or whatever. You need like uh, those, those tight pants. Oh, you, you need, need the, the prince chaps. You need the you need silly prince hats. Chaps. That's yeah. what you need. 
I don't know. I know. I know this. I don't know. I have right. always been afraid of horses, That's right? It. They can throw you off, but even if you're on the ground next to them, they can kick you, yeah, but how do bite you, you. Yeah, but you know that from, like, TV, right? You don't have any real I, experience with my it. My high school math teacher got thrown from a horse and died. Yeah, yeah. The Ooh, guy who played damn. Superman. You got, you got real experience on this The guy one. who played I, Superman like got thrown. Not to be trusted. Die. They're not to be trusted. Super, the guy who played Superman was thrown from a horse and paralyzed for his life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Christopher yeah, Reeve. Yeah, the man, Christopher the Reeves. man who played Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Christopher Reeve. Yeah. The yeah. Christopher Reeve. The Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Superman. Yeah. Um, so they're dangerous creatures. So my goal this year was to ride a horse. I didn't make it just because it's a tough one, but also because timeline. And also because I live in the city. I'm pretty I'm broke. So e- I'm trying to, we have a few days here, this will air in January, we have, we're recording here at the end of December, we have a few days left in the end of the year. My goal for December was, right, I'm not going to ride a horse, maybe I can just touch a horse at the end of the year, but I don't think I'm going to get that. So, I think this is so... Baby I'm, steps, first six months of 2019, uh, I'm going to try again, touch a horse. Second six months, I'm going to try to ride a horse. I think this you're, is, you're a young I think, man, Anthony, it's not worth it. I think, I think, I think this is so easy. This yeah. is so, this is so like, uh, like yeah. I don't know. It's, and then, then like real life, bigger things. Um, I want to get that poetry manuship sold, course, yeah. and then also, um, uh, you know, I've been teaching for five, six years, but it's been adjunct teaching. So my goal is um, to be on contract for full time teaching work by the end of the year. So yeah, uh, Cece's making eyes because she knows it's it's a brutal market out there. It so, is a brutal market um, out there. Uh, but again, I didn't touch a horse this year. Uh, just the goal. Uh, light horse touching. If any, if, if, <laughs> ooh, light horse touching. That phrase is just, I don't know, scary maybe? Uh, any listeners out there have any hookups at, I don't know, farms or places where horses run? Black Stallion, if you're out there, I don't, I don't know. That sounds like a porn name. Black Stallion, I don't know. Not anyway, the point is, <laughs> if anyone's out there that has access to horses, please let Lip Pop Bang know. Yeah, yeah. Let me know where I can come be scared of horses near you. Um, that sounds like a good place to wrap up. So, it does. Uh, yeah. Again, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thank you, Ian, for, for joining us on the mic this time. Ian's usually a few feet away from us, not talking for he most is. of the episode. He is, except for he was at the, he was at the Baltimore Book Festival uh, event. He talked a little bit, a little bit. Maybe he edited that out. Yeah, I cut that all in. You, oh, you edited all. Oh, I'm sorry. We also want to, um, this year, just uh, shout out a few people. One, we want to shout out Bird in Hand again. Yes. They're giving the space for recording. Store in of the their, Ivy. Yeah, we're recording their amazing space here again yeah. and we this thank month. Emma Snyder uh, for having yeah, us. Yeah, Emma specifically for having us. Mm. Um, we also want to shout out who... Uh, produces us so yeah. lip pop bang is brought to you by mason jar press um they're an indie publisher here in baltimore um you should can find them on masonjarpress.xyz yep. um and can check out their catalog including this nominated award including the great lineup that we mentioned today yeah all kinds of fa- fantastic authors that everyone should check out thank you all for joining us from the first episode of 2019 coming to you from charm city this is cc and this is anthony and i'm ian and this is lit pop bang, bang.